0: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and I'm back in the hot seat after, well, Stu has been here for quite a long time, but he's not here today. He is probably doing some bad things. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by Chris. Hello. Keza. Hello. And Luke Karamali.
1: Hello. How are you, Luke? I'm very well, thank you. Good.
0: Good. On this week's podcast, we will, of course, be discussing the news. The talking point will be Xbox One selling some units. And uh, we've got some drop-ins. We've got an interview with a very famous man, but more of that later. First up, Chris, you've been talking to Seattle's finest, right?
2: Yeah, San Diego's... Ah, is it San, San Diego? Diego? Damn it, damn it. Oh, German for
3: a vagina. I, you know, as I was...
2: What? As it's from in the film. film. He's like, ah, oh, oh, San Diego. Do you know what you're talking about oh, at Wales? all? I've <laughs> seen it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yes, I've been talking to Fraser Crane. <laughs> <laughs>
3: good.
2: Damn it. Yeah, okay. no, sort uh, saw Anchorman. Hmm. I'm still under embargo. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Oh. Uh. Um, which is weird, what I thought of the movie, but we've... Uh, I spoke to all the cast, which was good fun. Uh, in Who's the next the week... Who was the best? Funniest Uh, by best, I mean. Who was the funniest? Um... The nicest was Christina Applegate, oh. which I wasn't expecting because she always plays bitches. Yeah. yeah, right. And I was thinking, good oh, actress, good, actress. good actress. <laughs> she Oscar. Was really, Oscar. She was really nice, and she sang to me. Oh. Um, she sang, ging- she, she sang jingle bells to me, but oh. kind of a sexy jingle bells. <laughs> did she do
4: it while caressing your beard? <laughs> no, always.
2: Um, it's on video though,
0: right? Yeah, it is. You, you'll be able to see it. Actually. I know what you're going to be doing this Christmas.
2: <laughs> that one rewind. She told, she said, "You, Christina, are one of my favourite people." As well. Did she? What? And I've asked, I've asked Stuart if he can pull that little bit out and put it on a loop for me. Why did she say that? Because <laughs> you, you <laughs> held up a piece of paper saying, please, can you say that? She was just talking about her favourite people in the world. Shut up. <laughs>
3: she was. <laughs> <For> the Dalai down- <laughs> Lama. Chris I, she said it to I was kind of
2: pointing at myself while she was give, doing the list. That's right. right. And then she said, and of course you, Chris Tilly." And she said you she said, by name. She said my name, both names. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> Will Ferrell sang to me as well. Yeah. Uh, he sang to me, Good King Wenchless. Wenceslas
3: Wenceslas Wenceslas Good King Wenches <laughs> Good King Wenches uh, Good
2: King Wenches All of them were funny a little bit Yeah But none of them were funny a lot to be honest Lots of big pauses and so you had w- Steve Carell Steve Carell He was quite serious actually uh-huh. I think, I think Steve he uses up
4: all his funny Yeah he, he is, kind of apologised for
2: not being very funny with his answers about halfway through the interview Aww. I asked him what his favourite Christmas movie and song were and he just gave really serious answers
0: Mm. and so when when can people find out when well what their favourite movies Christmas movies are uh,
2: I think we're going to post them on the w- next Wednesday so what would that be
0: uh, 18th. 18th. 18th next Wednesday yeah. yeah yeah I believe the day um, the Anchorman is out in fact
2: but in, in the meantime we've got some little anchor pieces from Will Ferrell on the site as well we have, yes so he's doing little skits on
0: video games and kind of you know solving the next gen war and all that kind of stuff so yeah. you know all hell Ron Burgundy
2: yeah. by the time this runs we will have a video up with him talking about GTA yeah
0: Exciting times. It is exciting times. Very Actually,
4: good. very funny as well.
0: Yeah. Well, you'd hope it. so, right? You would. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you wouldn't hope so. We, wouldn't wouldn't run them if they we would, they would not be <laughs> plugging them.
0: <laughs> and then one other piece of news is that Keza, you are leaving us, aren't you?
4: I am. I'm going. Away to the to the wide open plains of other mm. stuff. Well, it's weird, though, because I'm only sort of leaving. Well,
0: the reality is, is that you're too fucking lazy to get on a train and come to the office.
1: <laughs> that is the
0: short of it. But, but
1: yes. <laughs> We're dropping like flies. Too lazy for a
4: four hour daily commute. <laughs> oh, come it. Um, it's not that bad. It is that bad. Let's not read. argue about
0: this on the podcast. Well, it's not an argument. <laughs> think but you, the but you're, so anyway, you're still going to be contributing. Yeah, I'm going
4: to be contributing editor, which yeah. means that I still write a lot for the site, but yeah. I probably won't be on the poll- podcast anymore unless you have me as a special guest.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course. In special particular. guest drop-ins. Indeed. We like
0: them. Uh,
4: and I'm not going to be in the office anymore so you don't have to look at my stupid face,
0: I which would be to great. To be honest, that's why I moved desks. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: yeah. Now
4: you can move back. You go my old desk now.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you very much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean, it'd be my, sad. I know, it's it's a bit sad. It's been a good, I've been here two and a half years now. Yeah. It's been well, a long and time.
0: I think you were on the podcast before you even joined though, weren't you? Mm. Yeah,
4: yeah, once or twice. So yeah. Yeah, been, yeah, I did a Christmas one with
0: us. That's right, yeah. Back in the days
4: of. Matt Wales Well,
0: so you are going to be on uh, next week's podcast that will be your last but be be good for listeners if you've got any Keza moments that you'd like to kind of write in and tell us your favourite Keza moment on podcast then please do it is IGN IGN underscore UK
1: feedback at IGN.com or
0: uh, social IGN UK Twitter and Facebook anyway this week's news and first up Fallout was not real and now it might be real
1: yeah,
4: <laughs> Well, it's definitely real now. Okay. We definitely know Fallout it's real.
1: Is Fallout from Fallout?
4: So what happened was that um, there was there were rumours that Fallout 4 was going to be set in Boston about a year ago. Right. And since then, there was that weird teaser site that went up a few weeks back. Yeah, the
1: Survivor th- tw- 2299 or yep, something. Yeah, that's right. right.
4: And that turned out to be <gasps> a total <gasps> hoax. 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 Not at all a real thing. But coincidentally, um, this week, there was a leaked script that Kotaku managed to get a hold of. And the script reveals certain salient details about Fallout 4. Firstly, that it definitely exists and it's being worked on.
0: So how legit do we
1: think this is? We think this, h- this, is, this is 100% legit, yeah. Okay. Well, coincidentally, the, my ass. Like, the, yeah. you, like, that seems a little bit too... <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it's a bit It's strange timing. That you're building up. And because, yeah, it wasn't the news meant to come. The countdown clock was meant to finish on December the 11th. This news is, came yeah. out on Ooh. December the 11th. It's very, very weird. It's very weird that this has happened.
4: Apparently it's, it's leaked documents associated with the game's voice acting casting call. So, um, and it begins with war. War never changes, which I think is pretty unambiguous. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's definitely fallout. Um, anyway, I don't want to spoil... How would
0: you like war to change if you could change war?
4: Robots? Robot wars <laughs> I, think, I think robots That's As how I would Humanity versus a, machines a ridiculous,
0: Like wars change Quite a lot Over the past couple of centuries Yeah, yeah but the essential people, Essence yeah, of war Yeah people die But yes
4: People don't change Is there? the the whole, the whole point of Well falling. say that then
0: Say people People don't change People still yeah, change yeah. yeah. never. in a More die. violent way. And how they die Changes <laughs>
4: <laughs> To be fair you're right The war right, has script. evolved Quite a lot <laughs> We're well, more War mongers than we used yeah, to be, and I it's think. About, um, as a race. A follow being about what happens after the nuclear war, that's kind of a bit different. It wipes out all of humanity. That's, that has mm. kind of changed. anyway. So it's
0: post apocalyptic, hence the name Fallout.
4: Yeah, I mean, Fallout's never going to be pre. Oh, oh man, imagine a pre apocalyptic Fallout. Prequel. Prequel, yeah. And everyone's really happy. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 it's just, basically its journey. Yeah, it's the normal but, world. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I hope they do something a little bit different with the kind of post-apocalyptic scenario because
4: I've
0: seen it so many times. It's quite grey. Lots of grey and brown.
4: Did you, because my my thing with Fallout, I played the original Fallout Mm. in like 2007, Mm. so 10 years after it came out and it is one of my favourite games ever. And I'm really excited for Wasteland 2, which is Brian Fargo, yeah. Mr. Original Wasteland, Mr. Yeah. Original Fallout. His, his um, Wasteland 2 is coming out pretty soon, the Kickstarted one, yeah. and that's like turn-based action point combat, all that old school stuff, which I'm really excited about.
1: I can't get as excited, weirdly, really about a Fallout 4. I wasn't that. I mean, Fallout 3, I liked New Vegas. New Vegas, I love. Three, I don't know, three was good. Three was a good game, but I did lose steam. I, I just uh, whereas with Skyrim, I didn't mind traversing the pretty, pretty world. With this, it's just a bit like I don't want to see another brown vault
4: I think Fallout 3 was I mean it was it was Which excellent it was, it was really good to play mm. but for me what it missed <laughs> 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 but you're right the aesthetic of it was quite washed out almost
1: yeah 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 it, it, it doesn't it, once you've played the first kind of hour you've kind of seen a lot of the colour palette that yes. you're going to see for Pretty the next much. 60 but Pretty see much. that's
0: why I liked uh, Last of Us because yeah. it kind mm. of took that whole thing and, and made it what well, beautiful. beautiful overgrown mm.
4: areas and yeah. you know, well, what it might actually look like. Even, you know what, Crisis 3 is pretty good at mm. that because yeah. it has an overgrown New York and it's, yeah. it's really stunning to look at. Yeah. So this uh, is Boston,
0: right? This, this is a-
4: Boston. Well, we don't know it's Boston, but it's Massachusetts, apparently.
0: Okay. Anybody been to Boston here from us four? Yes, I have. What are the kind of famous landmarks of Boston?
1: Well, the, remember when the rumours came out about it being this is an um, MIT you know, the Massachusetts Ooh, Institute of that Technology. Would just, that would
4: be really good. So, for, and for supposedly
1: people from Bethesda had gone to MIT to kind of like do some research about it. Right. So, I'd assume that if you are having Boston, you're going to have that as a major feature, um, like in the storyline, the remnants of that search for something there. Um, I know there's, it's obviously on the coast as well, um,
2: and the harbour and stuff. The Red Sox. The that, Red Sox. Uh, that was
0: my only other yeah. contribution
1: to this. <laughs> the Bruins. The Bruins, the ice hockey team.
2: The Tea Party. The tea that,
1: party. So that did happen there you go
4: bits of bits of Assassin's Creed three <laughs> we're in yeah
1: exactly we're very good at history
4: I, lo- I loved Assassin's Creed 3's three, interpretation of the tea party <laughs> stab a lot of guys while some dudes throw some tea over this I'm pretty sure a- that didn't happen I was, was that say, the one with the Mad Hatter
1: the Boston Tea Party uh, no it's no. the one with Sarah Palin which is one of oh. the names she goes by yeah <laughs> um. uh,
4: the other thing we don't know
1: about Fallout 4 is who it's being developed by no. We can presume yeah. it's Bethesda's internal.
4: To be fair, student. we don't
0: know a lot about it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we actually know very little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Still, Uh-oh. it's
4: good that it's there. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited to see what it, what they're going to do with it, and I okay. hope, like you, that they do something new and cool. Yeah,
0: hopefully, it will rock you. Moving good. on to Queen, you. Yeah, there you go,
1: Galileo, really good.
3: Galileo, Galileo,
1: <laughs>
0: Galileo, big all,
3: magnificent.
1: <laughs> Queen tribute band And that's good. it That's it for Queen <laughs> uh,
2: They have recast Freddie Mercury In the Queen movie That's coming out uh, Sasha Baron Cohen Was originally supposed To play the role But he pulled out A couple of months ago And now uh, he's been Replaced by Ben Whishaw Who people know As Q from Skyfall Yeah I actually think That you'd make A pretty good Freddie Mercury I believe he is. He's hairy I think enough. I like that. He's a very charismatic performer. I see he myself is. as a kind of Brian May. <laughs> yeah.
3: <kind of>
0: <laughs> oh my god. And then I don't really know anybody else. Kez is Roger Taylor. Yeah, yes, you are that. Roger yep. Taylor. That's and then, fine. Oh, it's John
2: Deacon.
3: Perfect. Let's
2: get on the phone to them now. <laughs> I, I mean, I know, I know Ben Whishaw. He's He'll always be Pingu from Nathan Barley to me do you know what I've never seen oh Nathan my god Barley. you'd love it really you'd
0: love it uh, that's not true I have seen some episodes it's good uh, but it was a long long time ago
2: yeah it was weirdly prescient yeah mm. it was Nathan Barley was what it was like working next door to my spouse. yes yeah no, exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's
0: like, oh my god this is actual reality
2: but yeah I mean I can't see him I think we were talking about it when the news came up in the office can't really see him as Freddie Mercury but I've never seen him be bad in anything and why shouldn't he be able to transform himself into Freddie True. So
4: what happened to Sacha Baron Cohen then? Why did he pull out?
2: There was some disagreement over the direction of the movie. I, th- I, I mean, it, they didn't say directly what it was, but it sounded like he thought it was going uh, to be a warts and all biography, and it's not. Oh, yeah, I see. Who's right. to say it isn't? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I know what they've said is it's going to end with live aid rather than his death. Right. So it's going to kind of celebrate the glory years. That seems yeah, yeah.
4: that seems God, That is a hell of a yeah. role like whole, to
2: do, like to do the Live Aid finale. But I and they been... are um, very. It'll be very cocaine fueled. Uh, right. Yeah, he was he was massively into drugs and his uh, parties, prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've but
4: seen a lot seemed... of amazing, amazing footage of his parties. Like his thirty, did he get to thirty?
1: yes yeah, yeah. he his
4: birthday party but his yeah it's extraordinary it does seem, bit, it does seem right. a bit
1: disingenuous doesn't it to cut it there but you know he was i fi- think
4: i think i'm sorry i think that unfortunately the way that freddie mercury you know his last years were an integral part of his story like he lived mm. fast and died young and that was his entire philosophy mm. on life and he didn't even i mean it's it really Rod,
1: important i think roger to, taylor on sky news was being like when he when they announced that sasha banko and was out he was like yeah no it just wasn't working it just wasn't working so i think it was kind of a mutual
3: decision yeah right?
2: He, famously his parties he would uh, employ dwarfs to hold um, trays of cocaine for people mm. to sniff off really because it's the right height bend for people down. to bend down thoughtful there you go um, have we man. got that at
4: our party tonight <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> uh, tonight's party we might have bof- bottles of coca-cola re- available at the bar
4: oh good it's good to Uh-oh. know uh,
0: Dexter it's Fletcher it's not like it used to be is it no.
2: Dexter Fletcher the former presenter of Games Master is directing the movie really wow He's that's a, weird. <laughs> well, not really. He's a, his first movie, Wild Bill, I keep saying is amazing. Yeah, everyone should go see that. And then his second film came out this year, and it was a musical, Sunshine on Leith, based on the music of the Proclaimers. And oh. that's had a huge amount of acclaim that yeah. movie, even though I haven't seen it yet. So it kind of makes sense. And the script's by Peter Morgan, who wrote The Queen, Frost Nixon, and Rush. So it's so, got some good pedigree yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Do when's, the, when's and it thankful- targeting release?
2: Uh, they're going to shoot it next year, so I guess probably the year after. And actually, Ben Wishore, I forgot this, didn't put it in the story, but he he played Bob Dylan. Not oh, I'm not, so um, can I'm sing. not there. Oh, I don't know if anyone sang in the Bob Dylan movie. He won't sing. No one yeah. will try to sing as Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And no That's one an would do that. But, but
0: Sasha Baron Cohen can sing, can't he? Because he sang in uh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think that's going to he's going to be hard to follow because I think he would have been perfect. Well, well when yeah.
4: when we all when that news came out, everyone was like, "Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: good yeah. casting," but and yeah.
4: unfortunately, not been the same for a bit. Yeah, no, they, won't, they
3: won't.
1: do the singing. They've got more sense than that, yeah. surely. Yeah. Right.
0: So anyway, also this week the VGX uh, awards. Yeah. Happened.
4: So can we, we briefly of... talk about how totally gross that awards ceremony was before yeah. we move I, on to it? I didn't watch it. I didn't. But watch I, it. I heard all hideous. about it. It was absolutely. What was the name of the
0: co presenter that was? Oh damn I can't remember. Joke. Hard.
4: Joel, no, I can't remember. It was
0: Joel something. Yeah, it was yeah. Joel, wasn't it? Because I thought it might have been Joel from The Last of Us. No. It was but he's not real.
1: No, well. Wow.
4: I think he actually, he, he was, he, you know, it would be nice if they hired someone who didn't have total and naked disdain for mm. video games and the people who play them to So, host. yeah,
1: well, tell us about it because for anyone who didn't see it, because I didn't see it.
4: I had to switch it off after a while because it was so upsetting. <laughs> it was yeah. Just, it was basically, you know, all those things you don't like believing about video games and the people who play them. Yeah. Uh, it was all of that at once so they were making jokes about how we all nerds and virgins Amazing. and they were making kind of jokes about at the expense of trans people and women and it was a <laughs> bit like oh. yeah. and it was all very like I think Jeff Keighley Bless him, like throughout the thing, especially as his co-host was being so awful. I mean, he genuinely just, he was, he was just like, I don't want to be here, clearly. His
1: face, just like,
4: whatever. But uh, I think that maybe he was playing his character from Community. Oh, really? <laughs> <All
3: right. laughs> I don't
1: you, know. I don't know, do you reckon that this could be the last year? Because there's mutterings that this is going to be the last year of the was. To be honest, it was, it was a farce. I thought it was a total circus. Yeah. So, uh, and it was all this kind of
4: big, you know, superficial, glamorous, nasty, it really was not not what you want to think of video games as being.
0: No, but it's, it's the thing for me. The awards mean nothing. No, yeah. Uh, at the VGX, it's, it's always about the new announcements, and well, there were a few this year. Nothing major, no, nothing huge. Well, wow. I, think. I think well, the,
4: the, we think. a couple. There right? were there were a few that I think were very significant. Yeah. So
1: the two the two big ones for me were both from Telltale, obviously. So Telltale announced two new episodic series coming in 2014. One based um, as a collaboration with Gearbox, which is. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands yeah so we didn't know that at all no, no that was no one yeah.
4: I don't think anyone even had a sniff of that
1: yeah. no clue at all and that's got a trailer um, so we'll talk about that in a minute um, but then also they're doing a Game of Thrones episodic but we can't knew that anyway we broke that news yeah yeah. yeah. we heard that we had messages about that so it the Game of Thrones thing that's since come out is a multi-year multi-title deal so mm. I think with it's going to be with HBO yeah. so, so it's, it's g-
4: not with, um, with George R.R. Martin's right. people it's yeah. with yeah.
1: HBO so, so yeah. this is the thing it's going to be presumably linked into the series it's going to use the likeness of them this is
4: so exciting
1: yeah actor voices maybe could have this Um, but I'm assuming we're looking at like you know Walking Dead type thing of season one season two you know years apart so that's quite exciting so how is that that going to work? Is it
0: a completely different storyline? They probably be, said It'll anything. probably be
4: concurrent. I would assume that it would be yeah. concurrent at the same time as as what's going on in the series. And I'd right. assume what they do different is different people, different people. It's tough
0: yes. to keep up though.
4: Well, I yeah. don't know. Like, I mean, in the books, there are so many different characters who aren't in the, yeah,
1: yeah, who aren't yeah, yeah, really
4: yeah. in this. I mean, you could pick any one of them and yeah. do what they I mean, did for that. If time. they get,
1: mar- there's, there's lots of things in the book that are never revealed as well, like what certain people are doing at certain times. So if they do yeah. get Martin on board, they could very easily kind of, you know, offer insight that no one's seen before that builds out the kind of lore. I'm so excited about this. There's a yeah. huge potential. But I hope I'm, they're
4: ready for a Game of Thrones.
1: I'm, I'm scared that they're, do, that they're promising they're going to do a Game of Thrones and a Borderlands next year it's, and it's possibly like another Walking Dead it's Dunno. strange
4: that they made a lot of games that were quite bad or average yeah like Jurassic Park yeah Jurassic Park was bad it was diabolical <laughs> and uh, all their own like Sam and Mac stuff was okay yeah 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 and then they suddenly made the Walking Dead which was super super good and now yeah. they've got all this going on and I'm a bit worried like where are all the people who made the average games are they still there are they going to be the B team
1: yeah or have mm. they just
4: hired a bunch of new talent and like? if so
1: which which of these do you hand to the B team
4: yeah so hopefully it'll be great because that's
1: uh, I'm not convinced about a Borderlands Kind of
0: game because no. Borderlands to me is about that pure shooter experience. It doesn't work as an episodic thing. I, you know, I'm I'll be happy to be proved wrong, but I don't know, we'll see.
1: The mutterings about the Borderlands one is that, because the trailer has Handsome Jack in it, so they're saying mm. it might be a prequel telling the early years of Handsome Jack and how yeah. he rose to power kind of thing. Yeah.
4: There were some other announcements at the VGX as well, right? And some new trailers yes. and
1: stuff. So the big one, I think, that we were just kind of like... The only one that really got my jaw on the floor was um, No Man's Sky. Right? No yeah. Man's Sky. Because that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and look... And also Hello
4: Games. So, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We, you know, Joe Danger. And Joe Danger is a great game, but it's not anything like yeah. as ambitious as something like No Man's no, Sky. Yeah. No Man's Sky is a Pre- space... Exploration game where you can go to loads of uncharted planets and discover them and explore them, so it's, and it's all procedurally generated. So there yeah. are thousands and thousands of planets, and you can go straight from you know being in the sky shooting yeah. other spaceships to like landing on a planet to getting out of your ship to going into like the ocean on that planet without any. Yeah. See, this kind of sounds any, like when you know, s- when Spore or- was announced,
1: and they st- was like, "This is what Spore is." This sounds like kind of spore for adults done right. Well, it's if, elite, if it essentially, it, isn't it? Is it is
0: elite, yeah. yeah. Mm. But the thing that I liked about it is like, you know, normally on a video game, you're on the planet and on the ground and you can see a city in the distance. You can go to the city. And what they're saying here is that you can look up in the sky, see a star in the distance, get in your uh, spaceship, and then fly to that star. And that's like, that's insane. Oh, so exciting.
4: The bit in the trailer where um, I, I miss old school space flight combat mm. games yeah, uh, a lot. Like that famous one whose name is completely slipping me now. What's it called? What, Wing Commander. Yes, I was All like right. War Commander. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Wing Commander was ace, and that bit where um, he's spinning in his spaceship and he shoots a gap in the asteroid to to fly yeah, yeah. through. Oh, I watched yeah, that yeah, like yeah, eleven cool. times. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just yeah, kept yeah. going back and watching that little bit of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting.
0: But it, I guess the only question for me is like to have you know a game on that scale. Like, how do you make it so the player doesn't sort of sit and you know start it and then feel completely overwhelmed? Yeah. And a, a I don't know. I'm, I'm up for being overwhelmed. Yeah,
4: well, me, please. But
0: you know, you know. Good luck to Hello Games to go from something like Joe Danger to that
2: is like it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's really and good. it's like
0: four people working on it. Yeah, which is
2: like and it's MMO esque, but not MMO. It's all yeah. Well, fake. hold on. I count four people around this table. Let's yeah, do what one have ourselves. Well,
0: we, we do with our lives. Well, <laughs> are we, what we're going to do first? We're going to do the Queen Tribute Band first, or we're going to make a game? We gotta kind
2: of prioritize these things, Grace. Mm. Game. Game really? Queen Game Oh Queen Yeah Game Queen and Rock Band all, It's called Killer Queen, a Queen game. Game. by Telltale by Telltale, by Telltale. Queen Imagine the soundtrack
3: Yeah
4: <laughs> Wouldn't it be good it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if in the future um, video games got to the point where you could do a game biopic yeah, right, yeah of of someone like Freddie Mercury and you could you know be part of their life or you know in a sort of I don't, I like don't Imagine like Oculus What like, yeah. would, would, would be good you do
0: Because the whole point of a game is is to be interactive So you could You'd want change. to change that life but you,
1: that would I guess be I guess I mean, this would probably bit, right?
4: be a point in which games have evolved Do you to a yeah, point Maradona's where they're- life.
1: that'd be one to live. Yeah. That's that Jane Austen. MMO that got funded on Kickstarter.
4: Yeah. Don't
1: quite know how the fuck that's. There's gonna a red work. Wall, I think
4: a red Bull MMO got
1: yeah. randomly also got funded
4: on Kickstarter. Yeah. Lots of weird things going What one? A
0: Red Bull. Red Bull. Wall. wall. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Red Bull. Red it's Bull. Like, what? <laughs> Gives you wings.
4: But the idea of, you know, in the future being able Other to put hard, on an Apple. Oculus Rift or wherever it is in the future yeah. and, and and do uh, And be Freddie Mercury. Do the life. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even just do the life of Freddie Mercury, be just around while <laughs> Lines okay. of cocaine off the head of dwarves. What more could you want? Oh
1: no, that's <laughs> that draft, I've made a mistake
2: stop being dwarfish <laughs> you imagine like trees
4: balancing on the heads of dwarfs
1: yeah no is that not a thing uh, I've got confused
0: uh, anyway so Metal Gear news so finally a release date was announced for Ground Zeroes uh, and it's coming in March 20th 2014 um, that's in Europe uh, a couple of days later than North America uh, it's the prequel to The Phantom Pain it's quite confusing as to how it all kind of links yeah. together um, but You know, it's gonna be the first taste of Metal Gear on Next Gen. And uh, I was a little bit kind of lukewarm about it, but now I think it looks pretty goddamn amazing.
4: Mm. Mm. The original demo of it blew my face off. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I have no face (laughs) now. That's
3: That's why we're getting rid of you, we can't really really horrible. Sorry.
0: Um, and then also uh, apparently there is gonna be some exclusive stuff. Exclusive stuff. What is that, Luke?
1: Okay, so there's two. So if you get it on PlayStation platforms, you're gonna get an exclusive mission called Deja Vu which lets you play through um, a couple of missions as classic Snake with th- all his polygons not right. I thought you played as Raiden. That's in the second DLC. Oh, that's, okay. that's, for, that's exclusive to Xbox people. It's called Jamais vu. Yes. Which is apparently the opposite of Déjà Vu. So it's like never seen. Yes. Kevin McDonald tells me. That's Linguished correct. Linguist extraordinaire. And then um, basically that's coming to Xbox. So Raiden exclusive missions on Xbox... Classic Snake exclusive missions on PlayStation, and everyone's just saying, "Why the fuck are you still doing this?" Can't everyone that. just have everything? Yeah. I
4: hate that. Yeah. I don't want to buy it on two stupid consoles to play all of it.
1: Yeah, and there's a huge debate over which. Let is me better. buy either. Yeah, well, is
4: it timed exclusive? I, prefer I prefer
1: after Do you? I prefer Raiden. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> classic Snake or Raiden? Yeah, if you Jeez. asked me this stuff in well, my not, interview, I so about, wouldn't have gotten this job. It's
4: not about who would win in a fight, though, is it? It's about which one
0: no, is like. it's about it.
1: who's
4: fucking badass.
0: Well, obviously, well, classic, classic Snake, Snake, classic Snake doesn't
1: have eyes. They're, like, yeah. just all polygoned across. It's not right. That is true. It's he, like, it's it's like, like he's blurry. pen lines, aren't they? He's blurry. It's like you're watching it whilst crying. It's really not <laughs> a good thing. So I, I think... I'd get the Xbox I hope
4: actually. they make them both available to purchase after a month or something.
1: Yeah.
3: Because yeah.
4: who the hell wants to buy a game on two... Con- I mean, Assassin's Creed annoys me with this. Yeah. Every now and then I'm playing Assassin's Creed 4 and I do something It's like, well, you need to get the Uplay whatever to do this. It's like, why have you put it in my shop then? Yeah, yeah we
1: just yeah. need to get... Exclusive Stop content it. is just a bad idea as far as I'm aware.
0: I'm even. Uh, one go. last piece of news about YouTube yeah, cracking so the last down YouTube. on Let's Players. This
1: massive thing that came out this week... Um, it started off by people blaming Nintendo, which was wrong, but basically a lot of um, Let's Play, like YouTube gamers, have experienced copyright claims coming to them from, appeared to be come from pu- uh, publishers and developers, uh, claiming against the sound. Actually not what's happening. What's happened is YouTube redid its policy a couple of months ago following um, a legal claim by... Couple of people who I can't find. Oh yeah, so for the National Music Publishers Association against a multi-channel network full screen, and they basically claimed against um, the use of sound. So now YouTube is doing a sweep of all its content, checking that soundtracks aren't being used wrongly, and as a result, a lot of games like Let's Plays are getting hit and being taken mm. and suffering copyright claims. That's the that came out um, a couple of days ago. Yesterday. Loads of developers, including Ubisoft, Blizzard, and Capcom have come out and said, this is ridiculous. If you are a Let's Play vlogger, I guess, affected by it, contact them directly. Do not take your video down. Contact them. Give them a link. And they will resolve it with YouTube and tell them. Surely they don't they're going to be inundated. Yeah, that's going to be a that's crazy, crazy, crazy amount. It's of huge. Work. but the, but this is the problem because this the policy change happened a month ago, but because there's so many videos, yeah. the sweeps are still going on. Yeah. So it looks like this is going to happen for a while. But it looks like they only just got round to kind of mm. game soundtracks, and so it's kind of all happened this week, and it's exploded because I've like I'm getting tweets from loads of YouTubers being like, "What's going on?" Yeah.
0: So so here's the thing, right? Let's. Use Grand Theft Auto as an example. Obviously, Mm. licensed music is in that.
1: Yes. But
0: if you're then... If you are a YouTuber or, you know, us, for example, and we're using game footage that's got licensed music in and then we're monetizing it, Mm. shouldn't the people who made that music get royalties? Yes. But how do you do that? They should.
1: How do you police that? That is impossible. Exactly. That's very difficult. So what they're doing here is it's just kind of more general game soundtracks, Mm. which you get, but I think, you know... So many of these, a lot. The hilarious thing is, some of these videos have been commissioned by the yes, publishers, yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they're getting taken down by a copyright claim that appears to come from the publishers.
3: Well, it's also yeah. stuff like
4: I mean, I often go on YouTube to listen to the Dragon Roost Island music from Wind Waker. Yeah, that's now gone. Mm. It's like, oh, it's a shame. Like, mm. why? Why can't I listen to
1: that bit of music?
4: And you know, I'm not going to buy
1: it. No, this the you thing you can't buy. You physically can't buy a lot of game soundtracks. And this oh, thing, it's not on Spotify, so yeah, it's not like so, they need. They should be somewhere that you can listen to this stuff. Yeah. Right? Short of capturing it yourself, mm. <laughs> maybe we just capture all our game soundtracks and host them don't, internally. Don't put it on YouTube. Exactly. Just keep <laughs> it. In. Just keep it. Or just it, sell it.
0: <laughs> so it's across the board then. So it's whether it doesn't regardless of whether you monetize your site or whatever. Completely.
1: It seems right. to be affecting everyone. Um, copyright claims. Then I don't think they're actually taking the videos offline. They're just being hit by claims. And right. so publishers are saying leave your video live. Contact the publisher directly. If you've got a claim from someone by Idle, by the way, that's Ubisoft. Um, and so, yeah, just copy, just contact the publisher if it's involved, and, then, and they'll clear it. So, surely, like, the whole point of PS4 and Xbox One is that you can upload and share clips easily. This is the thing. How's right? that going to work? Well, I assume that's to Ustream and Twitch, which are slightly different, but I don't... But surely it's the same principle further down the line. This, well... It seems to me that this is YouTube's issue, but the fact yeah. that all these publishers have kind of come together and just been like, this is bullshit. But, it, but it's seems YouTube's like... issue
0: because it's been made an issue by these music people that yes, you mentioned. Yes, by and, music and, and at some point, you know, Twitch and Ustream are going to get to the same scale where yeah. they start targeting them. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, that is part of the functionality of the console. Yeah. It's just
1: ludicrous. It's, it's problematic. It's silly. But, but hopefully yeah. it'll sort itself out well or <laughs> sort of I think
4: the YouTube thing is strange though because in the past few years I mean I remember how litigious publishers mm. used to be about literally anything and YouTube appears to have broken that down mm. and it's funny the way that Nintendo noticed that YouTube existed earlier this year and suddenly went oh this isn't very good take these down take all of this down don't yeah. like it
1: Yeah,
4: um, we're going to do our own channel now uh, but it's, it's strange that, I mean, I remember screenshots were a problem yeah. when I first started out in this. Like Even doing your own screenshots, publishers would be like, it's not an approved screenshot, you can't use it.
0: Yeah, but I think that was very different. That's because they wanted to control the message. Right?
4: Well, they, do not, they can't control the message on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because a lot of people have just gone, well, we can't, can't beat them, but, so let's join them. But I think that would yeah. have been,
0: at that point, screenshots w- is like pre-release. Pretty much everything on YouTube now is post-release, most That's things. That's true, yeah. Uh, or at least, like, if we're doing it the level that we've been given is approved I and mean, it's near... But if you imagine, people. like, on a,
4: on, a, on a magazine that sold, what, 25,000 copies?
0: Maybe on your magazine.
4: Yeah, yeah. Your, magazine, your magazine was probably better than my magazine. But my, my crappy magazine that I used to work on, uh, you know, if we'd written a really crap editorial that just laid into a game for no reason and made it look really bad, yeah. we would have had a lot of trouble. Yeah. Whereas on YouTube, you can say nonsense about a game, make it look really bad, and it can get 500,000 views, and they don't can't do anything about it. Yeah, Which is really interesting. I know. It's
1: good. Democratisation. The way things should be. Yes.
0: So, uh, that's it for this week's news. Uh, and, well, also this week, it was announced that Xbox One has sold 2 million units in 18 days.
4: 2 million? This is so much bigger than the Xbox 360 was. Mm. Yeah. And that the PS3 was. But you
0: still can't buy one for love nor money. Right?
4: Well, I mean, I think well, not, it's...
0: Not unless you pre-ordered. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. getting
4: very... I mean, the, the stock shortage is starting to come in now and that's going to be a, a major factor coming up to Christmas. Yeah. Because so basically the, the question, I wrote an article about this yesterday, but the question is, Xbox has said we sold 2 million and that's in 18, 18 days.
1: Yeah. Since launching on Since November, launching 22nd, November 22nd. Since launching November 22nd.
4: Whereas Sony said they sold 2.1 million last week, but mm. that's launching ahead in the US.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
4: it's, it's very complicated to compare these figures. Yeah. If, the, if the PS4 had continued to sell at the same pace... And it probably has because it launched later here. Yeah. Then it might be up at 2.8, 2.9 million by now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Xbox is at 2.1. And also we don't know what effect sh- stock shortages are going to have. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of analysts are basically saying that uh, the Xbox is being outsold by the PS4 in America, which would be a big deal. Yeah. We know it was outsold quite significantly in
1: the UK. And in Spain yeah. yesterday, something came out saying that, don't know how, so, well, Sony said in Spain. That it's three point five PS4s have been sold for every Xbox One.
4: Yeah, Sony. Sony's brand manager in Spain said that I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, that, again, three and a half. What? So three, 3. and a half five. PS4s have been sold for every Xbox One in Spain. Supposedly. Wow. Europe. Mean, that spe- Europe has always traditionally been yes. Sony. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, but
4: the UK heavy, right? is, hasn't. You know, the last last generation, of the yeah. UK yeah. favoured yeah. Xbox. So two hundred and fifty thousand sales on the opening weekend for the PS4 versus I think it was one hundred and twenty yeah. for the Xbox One. Big deal. So, um, but basically, it's uh, this two million surprised me because I would have expected it to be lower given all the stuff you're hearing about. Yeah. PS4 I would mm. have expected it to be lower so I reckon that the gap between the two is much smaller than yeah. it might otherwise be but I mean what's really ex- I, I'd say by, the, by January there's probably going to be a gap of about 650,000 that mm. would be my estimate like globally mm. but it's really difficult to compare like we've never had a situation like this hard. before yeah. where, where everyone's staggered launches and so on but, and so forth and also
0: you know the consoles are available in completely different territories yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: right. and what's so, weird is
4: also, not in Japan. Neither of them yeah. are in Japan. Yeah. That's going to add a massive number to That's Sony's st- tally. Yeah.
1: So Sony is coming out there when? It's early. February. February. And yeah. Microsoft doesn't, it's just it's 2014, 2014, right? still, yeah. but Although, to be honest, when it comes out,
4: it's, it's not going to do that. not even going to shift the needle.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, bi- the big thing other that came out yesterday that links into this is the fact that their rumours, right, Game Reactor has sources that say... Xbox is not going to launch in any of the Nordic territories Mm. until Q3 2014. That's a long way off. Yep, and so the PS4 launched there 29th, November 29th. So that's a lot of goodwill. Mm. That's a year. That's a year yeah. for them to gain an incredible foothold yeah. in the
2: Nordics. Um, and then there's four others like Russia and Ukraine and places like that that we don't know when. Yeah, you wouldn't wait yeah. a year, would you? Even if you wanted the other console more than this one, you yeah. wouldn't wait a year. No, no. no. And, and, no point th- and like some Microsoft kind of people have said, oh, yeah, but you can always import
1: if you really can't wait. But yeah, you can, but then you can't use localized voice inputs, which yeah. is surely one of the Xbox One's main points.
0: I guess the question is from uh, Microsoft perspective like how big is the market there and yeah. i have no idea but well,
4: that's a very microsoft way of thinking about yeah, it totally yeah you know, they basically gone for the uk and, and america yeah and that worked for the xbox yeah. 360 but then the xbox 360 was the cheaper more nimble option the that, xbox- that's the
0: thing right i reckon that 80 quid difference actually has made a huge
4: especially nowadays difference. and all that yeah well, well I, mean, I haven't i haven't bought an xbox well, one you, you can get yeah. two
1: games for that almost yeah. I, I've of.
4: got a PS4, but I haven't bought an Xbox One.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a PS4. Xbox One, maybe... i it for, for Titanfall. Yeah, yeah. Titanfall yeah. is what I'm thinking. But I can't afford it before Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> Well, that's
0: it. 430 quid is a lot of money. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there's also the fact. I think the Xbox One... I, I remember seeing a story on the site about it being the fastest ever console in Australia.
4: Yeah, it so did the really Xbox well One Australia. did really well in
1: Australia whereas the PS4 is now the fastest selling console in the UK ever but here's the um, thing that's
4: interesting neither company and given the amount of you know, penis waving that's gone about over the last year neither company's come out and said we have won we are the best selling console mm, of all time yeah.
2: neither has done that which is, is, that, is interesting to me is that because they're both winners I think, I think well, everybody's think a winner that's the thing right isn't it I think there's that's, plenty it's of great. room for so everyone six. it feels like we're talking about this every week these sales figures and the difference between yeah. them but each week I just feel like yeah they're both making a lot of money both that's it right yeah. and
4: also, also they're both there's, there's no way loser more, is the point yeah, yes like there, there is, is. One's, one's <laughs> Nintendo
0: <laughs>
2: yeah okay oh, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo for oh. Atari um, oh, yeah, I said, yeah. I said on, Come on,
4: Jaguar. <laughs> I said on, a, on the BBC um, in, I think, February yeah. that there was a danger that the Wii U would become flogging a dead horse. Mm-hmm. And I got so much hate for that. But unfortunately, it's, I mean, on, so more people have bought a copy of Knack in the opening weekend of the yeah. PS4 than have bought a Wii U in the entirety of 2013. But that's
0: because, right, the
4: uh, install base of PlayStation outstripped Wii U in
0: Within eight, yeah, well less, yeah. than, less that, than that. Yeah. it like doubled it almost. yeah. Yes,
4: it's really, really sad. So it's
0: no surprise, really, because but that that's the bigger thing. Is that I mean, it, nobody no, so wants to an install to. base that small over a year. Is like, how are you going to kickstart that again? I just don't I, know. I don't no. think that
4: we. I think that we. will probably just go away quietly after next year. That would be I mean, the sensible thing. for I mean, Doing do. really
1: well with the 3ds. That's yeah, still no one years. wants
4: Nintendo to go away. Nintendo's no, allowed course. allowed a failure of a well, you know, a relative failure of a piece of hardware every now and then. It's fine. I mean, do you reckon they'll make another cont- a home well, console? I think what I would like them to do is if they made a console that you could play at home and away. Mm. So like a 3DS that you could maybe I don't know plug or in like a Wii where the gamepad
1: is a 3DS or something. Yeah,
4: yeah. So you basically take it away with you and you can play it and you can play the same game on your TV
1: at home. Yeah, I I'd just think that's that. good chat.
0: I think they've got to stop doing all this gimmicky stuff because like, for me, work for the Wii. But PS4 Remote Play is a brilliant way of doing what Wii U does.
4: Again, though, I mean Nintendo's led the way here and everybody else has kind of copied. That but made particular it better. bit of functionality, yeah.
0: Because the problem is is that it's, you know, that it's additional to the experience. If you're a third-party developer, you've already been burnt with Wii, and so you know the, the software intake on that was tiny. The attach rate was yeah. tiny. Um, and yeah, the console, it was very successful for Nintendo. Nobody else. Mm. Well, I think um, that's
4: basically the pattern for Nintendo's consoles now. It's where you, you buy it for a Nintendo games, it's cheaper than the other ones. Yeah,
0: but f- that doesn't make sense from my point of view. I'm not going to buy a console for you know, four games in its lifespan.
4: That's fair enough. A lot of people will, though. I mean, I I will. Well, obviously not. (laughs) A moderate number of people might. Moderate at best. How's that? But yeah, I mean, Tilly's right. Though the 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 general story with these sales figures is that they're both doing stupidly well. Is success yep. is successes at the expense of the other, and mm. they're both well outpacing. And we all thought, not we all thought, but you know, there was a lot of outside the industry, Console like, oh, consoles, gaming down, no, tablets, etc. Et
0: you know, it's all about mobile and tablet. Yeah, so, blown away yeah.
4: by. I mean, obviously the scale is still Worse. big, but this shows there's still so many people who want to play. You know yeah. what we would refer um, to as proper games. EA you
1: <laughs> said five million by the end of the financial year, for to for each the end of each March them. for each, and it's looking like that's possible I think PS4 might think, be a 6 I think if they can yeah supply enough
0: then it will hit that yeah anyway well, let's move on to uh, reader FU who's got the first piece of feedback
4: I have this go. is <coughs> this is from uh, David who's from Texas and uh, read oh, it in a Texan accent No, I can't do that (laughs) Come on I can't do it I don't know a Texan accent Just do an
3: American accent I can do
4: like a howdy I can do that (laughs) But he says um, I can do my terrible I can do my terrible Greg Miller impression Go on then Hi, I'm Greg Miller. I love chicken wings and cheeseburgers and the PlayStation Vita. It's like come. he's in the
1: room, it if is. I'm honest. <laughs> it's like about it.
4: as good as his impression of me. Anyway, so he's talking about the insane weather that he's been experiencing in Texas, which, as we're British, we love to discuss the weather.
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> <And> <laughs> Apparently. <It's our> thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm with him on it. So, he says, um, so in the space of four days, it's gone from 84 degrees Fahrenheit to 34 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: What's that? In I don't grade? know what that is in
4: centigrade. Does anyone um, know what that so is? So
1: eighty-four is like high twenties, like thirties, and then then that's lower. So thirty-four is what though? Thirty-four would be like teens, freezing or, or teens, less, maybe, maybe less. We don't know. We don't know. But so that's it's been, gone from hot to cold. It's gone hot to cold. There's been a yeah, been fifty degree
4: Fahrenheit variation. He says, "Anywho, how's the weather over there? Does this kind of crazy variation ever happen in the UK? It's been
1: very dry." been very dry. It's been very mild for this it's time of year. It's been quite mild for year. this time of yeah. year, it must, be, it must be said.
4: Foggy. Yeah. Foggy if you, and if, mild. You try, if you try to fly at the moment out of the UK, then, then that's not a good idea. No. Fog, fog everywhere. Foggy. Kristen was delayed by six hours last night trying to get back from Newcastle. Why? Because the, they couldn't fly into Heathrow because of the fog. Really? Um, yeah, it's madness. It's, it's a bit
0: foggy where I was. It's but, not uh, as dramatic, the extremes, though, here. No. No,
4: no basically we always have grey and wet, with occasional bright... And there's, I, I think it's it kind of to be boring.
0: girl or something, like that? <laughs> is something? Is this an audition that we're here? <laughs> Light.
4: This one drizzled. of my one of my sidelines. <laughs> yes. yeah. Once I once I leave full time, it's one of my sidelines. But the in Scotland we get some dramatic weather. Yeah. We get, but we it's, I think it's boring in the UK because you don't get proper summer and you don't get proper winter either. You just get kind of quite boring. Yeah. greyness all
1: the Have time. You've not been reading the Evening Standard. We are in the m- m- grasp of the coldest winter in sixty years with a hundred days of snow. That have yet to materialize. What? No do you snow is not do that. This is the even standard. Months ago, snow. it's like 100 days of snow, coldest winter in 60 years. And we're just all walking around in jackets still. Like, man, yeah, it's yeah. all right. Uh, right, I've got a piece of feedback from
0: Jordan Hackney. Hackney. I don't know, don't know if he's from Hackney. Should but, be. So he acquired a PS4, I assume he bought one uh, PS4 <laughs> from Amazon on Friday the 6th, took it home, and it didn't work. Uh, so we looked around on the internet, saw that a few people were having problems. Anyway, he phoned up Sony, agreed to collect it f- from him on Monday to give him another one at the same time. I don't really understand what that means. Uh, but. Basically, he's moaning that. Uh, <laughs> Basically, are,
4: he's having a win. It, it goes
0: on for a lot, and, and I'm trying to keep it short, but by explaining this, I'm not keeping it short. Um, uh, they offered to collect it between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., but not on weekends, and he couldn't be in all day to collect it. So the lady told him that if he was lucky, then the, uh, it would arrive at his work address while he was still there, but if not, I could rebook. So there you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so basically he wants to know is, have we heard of any other people having this kind of problem?
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, play... Well, th- th- PS... there is a minority of units. Though. It's low. Like, I'm I've still... Wrong. I'm in fairness, I haven't got my PS4 out of the box yet, but... So not? No. Well, oh, because you've got like, another six in the west wing of your I, palace. Well, you know, there, so. <laughs> I've got one in the games room and that's all I need. Um, no, prince I haven't. Prince i moving house. I've been moved I'm going to call you Prince Carmally. Please now. don't. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is so false. Prince for
0: short. King Carmally. We've already got a ginger prince. The, the journalist, formerly known the as Ginger
1: Prince and King Karl Marley, that sounds like a
0: brilliant sitcom. <laughs> as long as it makes me be- as long as it makes me
1: better than Bear Park, fine with that. I prefer Prince. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. There's a hierarchy. Um, so yeah, I, I, we, there are some issues, but Sony seems to be replacing them quite quickly. Well, obviously not. Well, and this if, is the thing. But and I, if I had to stay this, at home between eight am and six But this a.m. isn't just Sony. Like I had that when I was trying to get my Alienware picked up, and they were like, "Oh, we'll be at your office sometime between eight and 6. Yeah, they just don't want to be picked up. They just don't want to be pinned, do no. they? Well, it's the
4: same with the Xbox. If you need to return your faulty Xbox, it's taking. A couple weeks at the moment. Yeah. yeah. See this
1: is the thing, Sony. Like this, that's the thing. Sony right there are giving him a PS4 when they take the other one away. Xbox is saying we will take it, we will fix it, we will give it back to you within yeah, a month. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's it's crap. Is, but I don't want it to be fixed.
0: I want a brand new
1: one. Yeah. It's like why would I want it to be fixed? It's, exactly. I've just bought it. It's not even a month old. So. I concur. Right. So on to the next bit is yeah. from Adam Fear I think I'm going to go with F E U E R. Fear?
5: Uh-huh. Adam uh-huh. Fear.
1: Uh-huh. Anyway, last week we were chatting about... Stu was having, having a moan about the price of cinema tickets because he wanted to go to his Logan cinema with his child, his Frozen. partner, yes, yes, and his uh, mother-in-law. And I believe... It cost him sixty pounds if you wanted to go. <laughs> well, well, I'm
0: going this weekend, and it's ten pounds for an adult ticket, seven pounds for a child ticket. Uh, is that your local cinema? Local cinema. So that's
4: like half the price of horrible London.
0: Well, well, it's not is half it, the price. Well, London's like I still think that's though, quite expensive. It's, it's, it's extortionate. Is, it's really expensive. And that's not three D by the way. That's two yeah. It used to 3D, cost a, a quid to, to go more. to the
1: cinema when I was a kid. Uh, well, Adam, Adam said that his local cinema, the Ritzy in Brixton, um, a year ago tickets were around six pounds to see a two D film, and now they are eleven quid. I can hardly afford to go anymore.
4: I used to live right around the corner from the Ritzy. There you go. Yeah. No. I went to see Skyfall in it once and that's all I ever managed to afford to go and see it's just it's, yeah.
1: so, it's ridiculous and they say like why is kind of cine- aren't as many people going to the cinema it's I like, also oh. went to
4: the Clapham Picture House once to see Ted again because it was cheaper and yeah. it was smaller I thought it'd be fun and they had no air conditioning so it was the most disgusting mm. hour and a half which you're just I was, everyone was like stuck to the leather yeah. that's what
0: cinemas used to be like, yeah. like I good old days like, um, yeah exactly like, I remember seeing Return of the Jedi in uh, Bognor just God, is, that no.
4: why, oh is that why people used to faint all the time in old films? It wasn't the films top, it was it's <laughs> just really <laughs> hot.
0: Because <laughs> um, uh, I also saw a JFK there, and that is a long film. Oh, really? And there was, was he well? I
3: was like, <laughs> 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 That's okay. <not good. laughs>
0: I, I, there was literally no cushion left on the seat, and it was just like that is a long film to sit there. But there was a, um, an interval, which is nice. Bring back intervals in films, yeah, especially in Lord also. And so the Rings. If you're not enjoying
4: oh, it, you can just Jeez. leave.
0: We well, can do that in any cinema, right?
4: Well, it's not, without not without disturbing everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Next up, uh, I have an email from Martin Rackham. Rackham, who says, "I watched *World War Z* last night, the one where Brad Pitt plays the world's luckiest man." My question relates to the plot point where he injects himself with a disease as some sort of suicide camouflage. If he had to have a disease, which one would you have? Oh my god, I'd have elephantitis. Yeah. I don't really want to think about that because I'm no. going to Thailand in a couple of days. And he's got a lot so of... Is that your winter holiday, Tilly? All of the diseases. Is that your, is <laughs> is that, is that that your winter holiday, Tilly? Yeah. yeah.
4: Nice. Yeah. That'll
1: be good. Yeah. Disease bingo. Um, I don't know what... Um, <laughs> I don't I don't want to pick what, a disease.
0: You, yeah, why would you want to pick why a disease? Why would you disease? want a disease? Well... <sighs> is there any diseases that... Have
2: a positive effect. I think there's well, some i mean, th- googling nice diseases, but not finding anything apart. <laughs> no. Did you actually disease. google the words "nice diseases"? Yeah, and there's. I think there's a disease that has the letters "nice" in it. That's all that's really like, coming. If out.
0: there's a disease that gives me superhuman powers, then yes. But I think that's just from comics.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sure <laughs> <they're> radioactive <laughs> spider bite?
0: No. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I want a radioactive spider manitis.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good uh, email from uh, <laughs>
0: uh, Michael Bristow, a son of Eric Bristow. Uh, it's not. Uh, who says, I'm really struggling to understand these console wars and the slagging matches that ensue. Can someone please explain to me why people are feeling this brand loyalty about a console and thus shitting all over the other? They're essentially just vehicles for playing games. The only other thing that is swaying me from one to the other is the future game exclusives including arcade possibilities.
4: It's freaking weird, isn't it? Yeah, It's always been bad though, hasn't it? Isn't
0: that crazy? He's excited about arcade possibilities and I haven't heard anybody talking about you know, arcade possibilities for a long time. Anyway, graphically, little to no difference. Agree there. Uh, and like, it's like the old Pro Evo versus FIFA stuff, which, yeah, I completely agree. So anyway, what do we think?
4: I, I get people, because I write quite a lot of articles that compare and contrast mm. and evaluate. And I get a lot of people accusing me, usually of a different type of bias every week. But yeah. people, people, you know, tweet me and be like, oh, it's so biased. And I'm like, I'm a grown woman. I don't care which console's best. Yeah.
1: yeah you know, I, I
4: really don't care. Yeah. I'm I'm just putting I'm just saying things that are facts
2: yeah Yeah. I mean who cares well I don't really understand that thing of someone saying I'm a Nintendo fanboy oh it's like me saying I'm a I'm a 20th Century Fox fanboy yeah it's like, it
4: is odd isn't it yeah it's a weird thing although Nintendo be- is a creator rather than a rather than a distributor I mean the, the, I think it makes sense sometimes with things like Sega and Nintendo people really love but are, are Microsoft big, and Sony don't make games are there big kind
0: of like rivalries in Hollywood like I don't know director rivalries for example
2: not really as such the superhero movies kind of go head to head but, yeah, but, that, that, but that's, so that's a Marvel DC thing yeah, rather yeah.
0: than you know the.
2: but again I don't feel the need to attach myself to Marvel or DC no it's just I like pattern. Batman and yeah. I like Superman I, think the fundamental, I like Spider-Man I think
4: the fundamental difference is that this comes from you're only allowed to have one you can probably watch both Marvel and DC films yeah. obviously but yeah. you can only have one generally most people can only have one console
1: at least and at launch, yeah,
4: yeah. And certainly when you're when you're a kid, like when I was a kid, I was a massive Nintendo fangirl mm. because I had a Nintendo mm. yeah. and I wanted to believe that it was better than the exactly. PlayStation. You want to
1: be supported in yeah, your beliefs. Yeah, but
4: I was freaking 11 it, years like, old. Do you know what I mean? It goes years just back though,
0: because like you know, it was the same the Spectrum and the Commodore 64, and you yeah, know, the yeah. Amiga and the Amiga life. So was going to pitch me. If you're, if you're, them if against you're, you're other in the privileged
4: position to be able to have all of them, and I think fanboyism dissipates, and this yes. is why like I don't think we relate to it because we don't have to. When you get older, yeah,
1: yeah, and you've got more money, but when you're a kid, it's one or the other. It is
4: utterly nuts. The big
1: question is, are you a believer? Or a directioner. That's oh, what that I those, Well, obviously, obviously, directioner. Yeah, me too, personally. Yeah. But Bieber, why Bieber's gone off the rails? He's a Bieber's gone no, off the rails, and he's going to be found dead in a ditch, and it's going to be sad. He's, he's going to be dick.
2: sad. He's an absolute dick. He is a bit, of, and he's to really fair, stupid. He, yeah, he's not Harry Styles. He's, he's a dick. not the brightest bulb. No, One Direction don't seem like they're dicks. They're no. quite. I, I've not. They quite nice. They're oh, good to their mums. One Direction, so that's quite nice. They've not appeared. They've not done dicky things. Ha- old Harry slept around a bit but rock and he's roll he's really I- thrown it around yeah. what, what I don't think Harry
4: is rock and roll he looks well, like McJagger these days as if well. you, of course you would if of you were you like would.
2: 1920 yeah. I'd be all over although
4: that although I read yeah. something really unpleasant you'd about One Direction you'd be all One over, over Harry
2: Styles if you were 1920 <laughs> <laughs> that old woman that you <laughs> 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 I'd do her
4: I did read something really unpleasant about One Direction where um, at a kind of mall opening thing or whatever somewhere they were performing they were doing the the old uh, Obviously, that's audio, so no one can get that. But doing obscene <laughs> gestures to, uh, to teenage girls—they were doing that. Yeah, like on stage, like wow. Which,
0: uh, well, <laughs> that's I think, they, wrong. Well, you should explain to our audience obscene what
1: gestures. Yeah, but, how do you like, describe that you describe it Kenza just put a, up a V for victory sign and then put her tongue between it when yes. that, when that is it, was that it was, James like, Arthur like. one, <laughs> when that James Arthur one X Factor one of one direction was over oh Matt Cardle and he said oh, and, and Harry Styles bellowed in his ear think how much pussy you're gonna get <laughs> yeah. and like everyone could see his lips moving and it was like oh he said something naughty but, he was <laughs> young, but they were like 17 then so you know you he know had what? his if priorities you, you, straight and 17 what did he get from the, the koala Oh, chlamydia. But ka- all koalas have chlamydia. Yeah, one of them, what? Got, one of them yeah, got chlamydia from a koala. Yeah, ka- what, ka- just from holding it? No, <laughs> it, peed, it peed on him. Koalas have chlamydia, so... Um, like all koalas have chlamydia. Um, I don't. I can't remember why. But yeah. yeah no, true, so if they pee on you, sounds like a strange proverb. Yeah, no, it's true. So if they pee on you, you've probably got chlamydia. If this is the One Direction wow. podcast, now. there you yeah. go. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So there you go. It's a chlamydia fact. Is that, that the disease will... that you
0: wanted from earlier?
1: Yeah. Do you reckon? That would be too bad. Go for it. Do you reckon we should maybe call this? Um, the title of this podcast, something to do with One Direction or Justin Bieber, will probably actually get a lot, lot more hits. SEO. <laughs> Let's not do that. Okay. Oh, my that. God.
0: Right. Because the last time you did uh, a headline <laughs> that was a little bit provocative, that went down so well, didn't that it? That wasn't me.
1: That wasn't me. It was yeah. you. So it was Stuart. So are we, which one are we on now? I've Maybe got it's... an email from Chris Mackin. Oh, that was... Oh, no. Oh, that's you, isn't it? I've done number before. Oh, so I'm all right. Okay, well, Chris Mackin can wait his turn. Well, Max <laughs> Fuller right now. So he says, hi, guys. Really enjoyed last week's podcast. Great guest. Question. Um, do you guys think that the PC will eventually be the only console that people play? Do you think the PC is superior to Xbox One and PS4? I say yes, but however... I, well, he said I would say yes to both. However, if there wasn't such a thing as Steam, I wouldn't be so sure. Thanks for making podcast every week. Um, I don't, because I think the barrier Experience. to entering a PC is too high. It is
4: obviously better, but I do, it I also do costs think. £1,600 pounds to but get like a really good a, one.
1: It's, it's more expensive and also just... It's cheaper if you build your own, but that assumes a knowledge base, right, that I think a lot of people are put off by trying to achieve. You the can't games are just cheaper walk into better.
0: a shop and go, I want that game's PC. You no. walk into a shop and there are 50 different PCs that do 50 different things. Steambox like, might help. Uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. again, that's still going to have different versions and it'll, different really things, and it'll be expensive and you know the good thing about these consoles is that they're going to last you for the next uh, well you know six seven years maybe longer mm. With the kind of the stuff that's built in right now, rather than having to spend extra money upgrading the graphics cards, RAM, blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah, it's a big money sink, right? Every yeah.
0: year as well.
4: I just got a new gaming PC, and it's ruinously expensive. Yeah. But you play things on it, and it looks way better. I'm sure. Than, and it, I mean, if yeah. you're going to say is it better, well, yes, but there are other considerations. But it's, it's for
0: the elite, I yeah. would say.
4: I, I think. I mean, I never used to play. And the, the thing they, is, the PCs that used to be the thing that everyone could play because everyone had a crappy old PC at home to yeah. play Age of Empires on, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, I played most of my games on Nintendo and then as I grew up, couldn't afford an Xbox, so played most of my games on PC because we had hospital, one anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think that's not the case anymore with PCs, no. right? Because most PCs that you buy, like notebooks and laptops, right? mm. literally can't play in new yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's changed. Out, right? You have to buy a gaming PC to play games properly. But that's, that's the I mean, with mods thing, right? and everything. As right.
0: well. you know, where is your setup? A desk or something like that? Yeah. And, and that's not how I play games anymore. Mm. You know, I don't, you know, Unless it was, like, again, another box that was underneath my TV and it was just mm-hmm. easy as part of my entertainment system. I don't want to get off the sofa and go and sit on a bloody office chair and play a game for four hours. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. I don't want to.
4: Not good for your posture again, either.
2: Again. No. Exactly. Chris Mackin still has an email. <laughs> has he? He's waited his turn. <laughs> it's quite a good one as well. Um, hi, guys. A few months ago, whilst I was trawling IMDb, I came across a post-apocalyptic film called Snowpiercer directed snow. by the oh, same guy, Snowpiercer. Okay. It's about fucking a Yeti. Not really. Piercer. No. <laughs> directed by the same guy that did The is it, Host. Is
4: it Piercer with an R?
2: Yeah. It Snow. Yeah, as it's, in Snowpiercer, yeah. not Snowpiercer. Okay. Uh, this guy that did The Host, and it's already been screened in South Korea. However, there's no information on worldwide release. Uh, he describes the film, which I'll tell you about now. Uh, the film is based on a French graphic novel and follows a group of survivors on a futuristic train that travels the world uh, after it's entered a new ice age it looks like it could be a refreshing entry into the genre so I was wondering if you knew about the film and if you had any idea of a future release and I do oh that's good because um, I have no idea <laughs> I've never heard of this film it's been on my radar for a while because I love this director if you haven't seen the host it's brilliant it's is like, that the
1: host the Stephanie Meyer host?
2: No, no no this is a monster movie, a Korean monster movie that's just amazing there you go that makes more sense um, and he also did a movie called Mother which is really good a really <laughs> good dark thriller but this film it screened at Cannes to critical acclaim a lot of my friends saw it and really liked it mm. Um, And it's come out in South Korea and France and made a lot of money. But Harvey Weinstein has bought it uh, for his company, The Weinstein Company. And he's cutting 20 minutes out of it for American and UK release because he thinks it's too long. Now, all of this director's films are too long. And uh, it's never been a problem in the past. But he just thinks, I guess, that Western audiences are too stupid to appreciate what his director does. So I've had friends that have actually gone over to France last month so they could see it in original form. Yeah. And said they've loved it. So at the moment, there's a bit of a controversy going on as to whether he will or what. They they call him Harvey Scissorhands, yeah, because of how much he cuts movies when he buys them, yeah, against the director's wishes. So yeah, well, there's no there's no release date at the moment, and sort of all the journalists I know writing articles are saying that the film should stay as it is, but we'll see. Chris Evans is in it, Captain America himself, really. Tilda Tilda Swinton, and it's like a thriller set on the train.
6: That sounds Um, quite good.
2: And over time, like the train, there's like this. um, hierarchy a class system evolves on the train and there's the rich at the front and the poor at the it's back it's like mood then, on the orient express only like modern kind not really but i think i think like sevens, <laughs> not really but yeah chris evans leads, leads a train leads a group of the poor people <laughs> yeah. to the front of the train like fighting their way along a bit like you know the corridor scene in, in old boy yeah imagine that as kind of a movie oh uh, that's quite exciting um so yeah we'll see no word on a release date but hopefully we'll get to see it in its original form yeah okay awesome Thanks for the email, though, Chris. Mm. Good I, have email. Another,
4: I have another bit of feedback. This is from Joseph, who says, firstly, stop prattling on about shit that doesn't matter. Why, do you, make why us. do you Why do you? listen to a podcast about shit that doesn't gonna matter? He's going
1: to love the One Direction, anyway, Believer spin-out.
4: Uh, anyway, his actual question is, do you have a dream concept or mechanic that you'd love to see in a game? That one lingering idea that if you only had mad programming
1: skills, you'd make I'm yourself?
3: On the
1: side of the- oh. Um yeah mine is a return to so yeah it's the old stuff get stop dlc please stop dlc i used to love my one of my favorite games ever is time splitters where you start off with two characters and then you go through and you know you complete you get different medals and different kind of scores and complete levels in certain times and you get unlock characters again so it's an old one but it's completely disappeared how often do you unlock things in games these days Never, it's always sold as DLC, like you can buy 10 extra characters. That's not strictly true. I think it...
0: it like w- weapons and stuff like that. Playing through Battlefield 4 at the minute, you get new weapons. Yeah, as you go I suppose it's,
1: it's weapons, but like characters and stuff like that and different <laughs> character skins, I, I I, think... Like if time Business was released today, you'd get five characters and the rest would be locked behind paywalls. And I just think that is a bad mentality, especially it's as... It's never going to change. But games are selling more than ever. I just think you can afford to do that. Or at least be more, more than change. They're
4: selling more than ever. They're also costing more than ever later. Yeah. I suppose, I, I would, but
1: that's what I would do anyway. That's my dream mechanic if I had mad programming skills and the ability to change the world.
0: I See, I don't think that's mad programming skills. I think you need to be a brilliant mad business, business. My, so, skills. So. Mine, is,
4: mine is sword fighting, proper sword fighting. I would like there to be a motion control sword fighting game that was really, really good Get and Nintendo really on well. phone. Well, unfortunately, Red Steel, Red Steel was pretty good. Mm. Uh, the Witcher, for me, is the best sword what fighting game. What platform games.
1: would you have it on there?
4: Oculus Rift, probably. Right, just something. I don't know. Um,
1: I see. That's good. But
4: I'd like. Oh, so I mean, so you're I've got
0: standing this- there in your front room, the Oculus Rift on, with a plastic sword in your hand and you're there for an hour and you take the thing off and then you just realise that you've completely trashed your front room.
4: Or <laughs> on the other hand, uh, something <laughs> like The, the Witcher. your boyfriend's dead. <laughs> 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 just spattered with blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just everywhere. The cats. Yeah, the, cats, the, cats the cats.
1: kind
0: cats. Of cowering off, in the like corner. Fighting like, <laughs> out. But god damn it is realistic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or The Witcher does really, really good sword fighting without you know actual motion control or anything. Yeah. And I'd love to be able to make combat like that like real medieval Game of Thrones you know when you watch Game of Thrones sword combat and you're like yeah. oh yes yeah. Yeah. And The Witcher is the only game I've ever played that makes me feel like oh that and the game called Bushido Blade on the PS1 oh Bushido Blade was awesome yeah two yes, games ever check. that have made sword combat mm. feel real and exciting so if I had mad programming skills I'd like to make because
0: that's the thing like Batman great... did amazing stuff for kind of hand-to-hand combat yeah. but yeah like the, even when you use a weapon in that it just feels a little bit like well I'd rather use my fists I mean The, mm. the Witcher
4: has fast attack slow attack block even that is so much better than just mm. press X to swing your sword, you know, yeah. and yeah. you have to probably, it feels like you're thinking. And the thing is that sword fighting is a bit like fencing is very mental. Yeah. And in video games, it's always just press button to yeah. hack stuff yeah. apart. And I'd love to see sword fighting return to being a mental So you'd go thing. the
0: opposite way of Peter Molyneux and Fable,
1: where it was like one button. To yeah, do I yeah. would.
4: I would do that. I'd yeah. make it make it more difficult.
1: Love. Love.
4: You like to program Love.
1: Or sex. So, what was the mention of Peter Molyneux? that
2: got the love thing going. There's plenty of hentai games available in Japan.
4: Also, Oculus Rift has a game called Wicked Paradise, Wicked Paradise. which is going to be virtual sexing.
2: But yeah. when someone absolutely nails sex, they're going to make a lot of money. What's your definition of nailing, <laughs> nailing sex? Not, I don't know. I don't know. If I knew, if I'd figured it out, I'd be making the money, but
4: well that you can buy robot pussies from Japan
0: sure sorry, but <laughs> I don't
2: think I don't, I'm doubting they're good enough apparently they're better than the real people can,
4: can you not
0: just find a
2: woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, point <laughs> that's the point many of us can't
0: oh, oh dear oh, silly. listeners if you've got uh, a lady who <laughs> wants to find the perfect partner Mr. Lee that to me right yeah <laughs> that's
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did that for Andrew Goldfarb on one of the American podcasts on Podcast Beyond. Out? Uh, they had one date. Oh. That oh. afternoon. <laughs> they they had a date of date that afternoon.
1: <laughs> was it someone in the audience who was just like, yeah, it was, I could do it with lunch, can I expense <laughs> it? Like, <laughs> he,
0: he was just sat there playing on his uh, 3DS or something. They didn't. They
4: got on very well, but I don't think there was chemistry. Um, but they should try that again. They should just keep getting in all of Beyond Go to the listeners if you want chemistry. I don't think we Anyone. have very many female listeners Chris but if I we do I believe that we must have I'll take it. we never get any emails guy. we get emails from women like once <laughs> a month it's because
0: we're scary <laughs> <laughs> that's a phrase uh, are, we, are we done any more feedback I don't think so Okay no. okay so let's quickly talk about oh uh, actually we've got some plugs so over the Christmas break between Christmas and New Year um, we are going to have a Christmas special a Quizmas special Quizmas
4: same as last year is with less Pete Donaldson
0: with less 100% less Pete Donaldson
4: and <laughs> <Yeah>. 100% less <laughs> become a diva yes.
0: <laughs> too expensive <laughs> sorry um, but 100% more polystyrene yes so do you
4: have the polystyrene in the background?
0: yeah well you'll just have to wait and see because it is a video podcast
2: that's going to look really and great. also we'll be <laughs> It
0: looks amazing, okay. it especially looks like, the it looks like a professional set. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much, okay, Kes McDonald, <laughs> naysayer.
2: Uh, other stuff? Ha- it'll be audio as well. Yeah. Yes, it will. Yes, it will.
0: Um, so you will, get uh, back. will uh, But obviously, if you're w- listening to it on audio, you won't see our amazing Christmas jumpers.
2: No. no. So watch all, all the
1: chocolate coins, <laughs> the, chocolate, all the, the extensive yes. decorating we did. Yes.
0: Uh, also out, if you have a PlayStation 4, new PS4 app, IGN's PS4 app, Yes. highest rating app on the, uh, what's it called? PSN.
1: PSN app store. Store. Yes. PSN. The PlayStation, yep. And Shuha Yoshida himself tweeted about it. Yes. Cool. He's a lovely Tweet, eh? man. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, and then Ron Burgundy, more of that throughout this week, all the way up until Ron next Burgundy. Wednesday.
2: Yep. Should we do it out this week as Out well? this week. So well, actually, um, it's out the next three weeks, pretty much, because I don't know when we'll get a chance to talk about other stuff that's coming out.
0: Well, we are here next week.
2: You're not. Yeah. But ah, we are. No. You're doing a podcast next week. Yeah, yeah you're not here. Because some of us are uh, still I thought, worse. I thought, thought Chris was going
0: up next week. Rather than hanging out the back of a lady boy, we are going to be doing the podcast. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, the Hobbit then is about it. The Hobbit and I well, let's do
0: games first. Okay. So I just did them i
2: have <laughs> <You've just laughs> done the films. Okay. i Okay. Stuck them in. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: games like we fit you. We fit, fit you. We fit the best game name Wii Wii in the fit world. The qu- the quick fit
1: game.
4: Oh well. We fit
0: you. That's the only game that's out this week, I believe
4: that's L- it look there's also a game called
0: Literally Fuck All also iOS uh, San Andreas is coming out on iOS <laughs> that's true yeah. Yeah. out today I think yes That sounds- in, well in fact I'm downloading it as we speak
1: Oh, oh
4: San Andreas on iOS I can't imagine it
0: wow it's
2: so that's, cool we'll,
4: we'll
1: be able to sh- we'll see, we'll see check, it check, check it out check it out
2: and then so also f- uh, so yeah. movies yeah on the film side so Anchorman 2 is coming out Wednesday the 18th Yep. so we'll get that in now uh huh um I'm not supposed to say, but it's funny. Oh, it's it should really be. It's funny. a comedy. Um, yeah, and the other film is The Hobbit, which we've seen, have we not, the Alex? Desolation of Smaug. Desolation yes. Of Smaug? So, yeah, we've got
0: a couple of pieces going up. So it's out tomorrow, or, or today, if you've, you're downloading the podcast. Which, yeah, they probably are because we're not putting up yesterday. Exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't look at the man behind Um uh,
0: So, yeah, Daniel and I have recorded a few conversation pieces, uh, which will be going up over the weekend, mm-hmm. just giving our take on it. Obviously, the official IGN review is up on the site right now.
2: Yeah, we've got a video on 18 things you probably didn't know about The Hobbit yep.
0: going um, up. And we talk about Smaug himself and then also the links between Lord of the Rings and... Lots of goodness. A ton of stuff. Yeah. But also we spoke to Thorin uh, Oakenshield himself, Richard Armitage, and here's what he had to say about the movie.
5: Thorin's character in this movie, there's kind of more signs of him being more avaricious, more kind of materialistic um, and slightly manipulative as well. Whereas in the first movie, he's very kind of heroic Obviously that kind of foreshadows his journey, what happens later in the book, but is it quite nice as an actor, as a film actor, to be able to do that subtly over kind of nine hours rather than just having this kind of the transformation in a couple hours it's
6: it's so interesting hearing everyone's different interpretation of thorin because everyone comes in and has seen something different in the character some people have said oh he's a bit of a jerk some people are like oh he really softens in this movie some people yeah. <laughs> i mean you've seen yeah well, I, I really warned him in the first film and then this some
5: of the things he did like, i started questioning
6: him yeah i mean i i'm glad that there are that people are picking up different things about him i mean the thing that was very important in this film is to to see him um, changing in his opinion of Bilbo Baggins and accepting him as an asset rather than a liability but once they get inside the mountain um, the gold starts to have some kind of effect on him it starts to shut down his mind or make him more irrational um, and particularly with regards to seeking out the Arkenstone so yeah you see him start to, to change obviously that kind of
5: influence and the effect that has on him is kind of similar to the what the ring does to several characters within the kind of Tolkien mythology. Yeah. Um, were they very, did you want to distinguish the effect that the Arkenstone has so it just doesn't feel like a retread?
6: Very much, I mean it was really important to the, to the filmmaker to separate those two things and so the Arkenstone becomes more of a talisman and I think that's why um, you hear in that very first scene of the second film Uh, that you hear talk of the ownership of the Arkenstone means that you can be king. It means that you can command armies and without it you can't. So it's less of a... It it doesn't have a magical power a compulsion to own it, but um, the obsession comes from the the need to own it rather than it having any sort of power over you. Um, There's more kind of deviations from the source material in this
5: film probably than the first one. Um, Evangeline Lily's character is probably the not- most notable example of that. Yeah. So, something on set, were ever anxiety that you were maybe straying too far, or it was always done in the spirit, or you know, just trusting in Peter.
6: Um, to be honest, I I can't really answer that because my storyline is very much the spine of the original mm-hmm. book, and I I never trod any other path. As an audience member, when I watched the film, I you do question, you know, why am I going to Dol Guldur with Gandalf? He disappears f- for a large portion of the book and we don't know where he goes. Pete follows him. Um, to explain the, what happened with the necromancer, the ride, rise of evil and the formation of this orc army. And you think, why? Why do I need to know that? Because come movie three, when the Battle of the Five Armies happens, we'll, we'll figure out why and how and where they came from. Equally, equally with Tauril, I think it was... It was important to, to flesh out the woodland realm because Tolkien doesn't really linger there very long. He has a single king uh, who he doesn't even name in the book, so it was important to, to give more body to that world again so that when we come to the third film, we've got uh, points of reference and characters that we care about who are going to you know work in the, in the uh, Battle of the Five Armies. You talk about Gandalf going off, and there's lots of stuff in
5: this movie that I kind of liked because I really like the Lord of the Rings films, where it's trying to bring those closer together and stitching them together, the rise of Sauron and so on. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's one of the reasons why the movies kind of grew from two movies to three, was trying to incorporate more Lord of the Rings kind of mythology?
6: Um, Again, I can't can't sort of, I don't really know. I just know that um, it got to a point where they were, um, with the principal characters that they'd filmed and observed and created the world of, they, they were having to cut it down so severely that you would... I mean, if you look at movie two alone, you have Bayon, Thranduil, Bard, the Marshal of Lactine, and Smaug. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those stories would have had to have been so severely curtailed into, into a single film. If you can't, I can't even imagine how they would have made this a single film. Two movies, it was going to be severely you know, um, abbreviated. So it's just about giving space to each of those stories, which Pete's fascinated with, as as am I, as a, an actor and as an audience member. Um, one of the great things about the movie is
5: getting people like Legolas and Orlando Bloom back to just to, you know, really knit the films together. Do you think there might be any opportunity to go the other way and have you popping up in a, a new version of Lord of the Rings? Like, obviously Star Wars did that kind of controversially, but I you feel like it would almost book, make.
6: what's well, sorry? You haven't read the book, have you? No, I know you did. I just
5: thought. Oh shh shh. Spoilers. But,
6: um, um, I guess you could come into some if they if they go further if they go yeah, prior of, to the Hobbit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all there's all kinds of places in in Middle Earth. I mean, I think there was talk at one point of trying to find a place for Aragorn because he's mentioned in other literature and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm up for anything. I, I I'd like to see the whole Silmarillion <laughs> turn into a long running T V show or something. I think it's really interesting.
5: Um, when you were kind of playing against smog, what did you actually have on set? Was Benedict interacting with you in any way? Was it how was that processed? Um, it
6: was a green box. It was the okay. most kind of stripped back part of the shoot so there was it was very little there there was a green box there was possibly a few green tennis balls there was no green Benedict Cumberbatch he was off in a studio somewhere Um, I did get face to face with him uh, for one day to deliver one line to him Um, so that was enough you know I got something out of him that I could then bring Mm -hmm. to to the set again
5: that's because you you hear a lot about the green screen So obviously it's more and more common in movies these days especially these big budget movies is it do you find it that particularly challenging, or do you find it just like a you know it's acting? You know, it's a it really stripped back version.
6: Um, it's it's more like playing when when there's yeah. nothing around. You you sort of engage your childlike brain that used to play around with you know ideas when there was nothing there. You know, scaring yourself in the dark or playing cops and robbers, whatever it was. You know how you do sort of uh, ridiculous scale imagining. So. Um, yeah, and you're, you think, well, actually, I can make the dragon anything I want to get the, the moment to happen. So it, c- it doesn't necessarily have to be literal. It can be really abstract. And in fact, it was often very abstract in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're free to do that. Whereas if someone, if they had created a literal dragon, that's it. That's all there is. So it just gives you more range and more possibilities. So-, so did
5: you not have, um, when was the first time you actually saw the dragon? About kind two days thing. ago. Really? Yeah. As late as that? Yeah. So I remember doing interviews about a year ago and asking people, and people were being really
6: cagey, but it was as late as that was. Yeah, long. it was under wraps for so long. We'd see sketches, we'd see a rough sketch, and Pete, even in that first trailer, Pete was teasing the audience, this is what the dragon's going to look like, and of course it wasn't. Of yeah. course it was something completely different, because it's his big surprise, and uh, I was you know, pleasantly surprised at how fearsome and terrifying and beautiful it is. I find him a beautiful creature majestic yeah
5: um, have you got anything left to do with the movie or is everything done now is it
6: nobody knows nobody knows nobody it's knows phone call. Uh, yeah I mean and I have no you know I have no doubt that the phone will ring and it's like we need this scene for to make movie 3 work um, and I would gladly get on a plane and go shoot it
0: so that was Richard Armitage talking about The Hobbit go and see it tomorrow uh, if you've got a spare two days because it's really really long Um, And then we also spoke to uh, a few chaps about games because they're quite expensive, especially next-gen games because didn't they mention that uh, first-party Xbox One game is going to be £5 more expensive.
1: Yep. This week, yeah. Why? Uh, apparently, we're waiting on it to hear back, but supposedly it was a secret ninja promotion to celebrate the launch of the Xbox One. Just because. Why not? I would be amazing if they just said that. Just because. Deal with it.
0: Need more money. Um, but there are ways of getting uh, cheaper games, and uh, our resident grumpy old fart, Stuart Reed, spoke to the trade-in detectives to find out how you get cheap games. Here's what they had to say.
7: So Ben and Matt here from trainingdetectives.com. <laughs> Got to make sure you get that bit right. Otherwise, if you, if you go to trainingdetectives.co.uk, it might be porn. Hopefully. Could be. Could, Could be. We'll try it. Yeah, <laughs> try finally. it. It's it's a side what? Sideline business. It's not a bad idea, that is. So it? open two tabs. Yeah. <laughs> I went both up. Just in case she walks in. Yeah.
5: Well, no, I was just checking the price of something. Oh, no, I did it the other way, way around. She came in the room and I switched to the porn by accident. <laughs> We've all
7: done it. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard not to when you got 47 tabs open. Difficult, And that. Chrome's broken. Yeah. Chrome's broken. Frumling. And you're hitting Control Q on a Mac. A little spinny wheel of death comes up. <laughs> Slam. Down goes the lid. You just threw the laptop out the Apocryphal. window. Apocryphal. Never actually happened to me. None of this. Sorry, Ben and Matt, we went <laughs> off on one there for a <laughs> no, bit. No, no, carry on. Yeah. We have a tendency to. Trade-in detectives. There's a clue in the name, isn't there? There is. Mm. There you is. detect the best price of trade-ins for games. Am I close?
5: You've you got it. You've got it. It's good, good isn't it? Thank Thank you. Yeah. yeah, so what's kind of your, you know, what's your background? Where did you come from and what led you to set up this website? So we've, uh, we've both been in the industry for about 18 years, predominantly as retailers, so uh, we
8: worked for Game uh, Stores Group for a number of years, commercial manager, and last is marketing director in Australia. Um, when we came back uh, a couple of years ago, what we noticed was there's a lot of comparison sites seem to advertise So Confuse.com, Compare. Um, Etc. Money supermarket. So it seems like you can compare anything these days, including porn sites. Yeah, can you? Um, yeah, but but there's also um, comparison sites that compare comparison sites now, like yeah. kayak.com. It's it's getting silly. Get more and more meta.
7: It's just going to eat itself. Yeah, right?
8: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the one thing that, that you couldn't compare was the trading in values of your old games, consoles, and accessories. And knowing having worked for game for a number of years, we know how much the UK market trades in every single year and we think it's worth around £800 million a year in revenue uh, when you add up um, all the trades and sales through all the retailers and eBay etc. So it's a massive massive market but customers are getting ripped off on the trading prices so we decided to launch a comparison website so people can easily put in the name of the game or the barcode and it will tell you exactly uh, where the best place is or the most value for your old games and consoles, and you look at retailers like Music Magpie that have come from nowhere, yeah. spending millions mm-hmm. because people are trading in their old games and getting next to nothing for next them. To nothing.
7: I, I was going to deal with all my CDs. Because I've got, I've got a shed full of old CDs, because, of course, I've ripped Music them CDs? Music and CDs, yeah. Nothing you them. You
9: get literally nothing, like 10p yeah. CDs. It's like they're doing you a favour, taking them off your hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's well, depends depends what sort of music you're into. Well, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. It was your
7: collection, they'd be doing you a favour. But, uh, yeah, they would be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, all mine are cover-mounted from CD from <laughs> magazines. <laughs> that's the only ones I ever buy. Not true, that.
5: <laughs> what? <laughs> laughing at you, Thanks. as always. Um... But... Trading's a bit of a kind of touchy subject in kind of games media a little bit because some people think, you know, money's not going back to the publisher. Mm. But I think a lot of everyday consumers just want, you know, games are expensive. Especially when I was younger, I used to trade in games all the time because otherwise I'd just have
7: one game a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Were you worried when the, yeah. when the whole Xbox One thing
9: came out and the, the whole it looks as if that whole market was going to be kind of closed off. No, I mean, we, as I say, we've been in the industry for um, 18 years. I think, in, well, since the PlayStation 2, every machine has said this is the machine that is going to lock out. rumours were that yeah. it's going to lock it out. Lock it out. There'll be no more pre-owned, and they've been doing it for year after year. Um, when the actual Xbox announced it, I think the problem with that was... The announcement was actually very good a lot of it was about blocking piracy it was just so badly put together and the way they they announced it out there but consumers you know spoke they were they were saying we're not ready we don't want to just go to download um you know and i think that's important that at the end of the day that's the people buying the machine so
7: we've said it before as well i think there are a lot of countries where that kind of infrastructure the backbone isn't ready for, for huge downloads of games, 30, 40 gig downloads. You can't do it.
9: No, no, I, I think you're right. I, I think it's, you know, we, we... So for The Office the other day, we, we got an Xbox One, uh, very excited, opened it up, got our copy of FIFA out. Um, ben thought the uh, the QI card was witchcraft, where you can just uh, crazy put it against oh, the camera uh, yeah. and it scans in. So we were, very, we, were, we, were, we were very excited about that. But then y- you realise, that's it. You know, we also got Rise. Yeah. Which I, I class as a, a fair coat no knickers kind of game. For really for about eight minutes and then you realise you're just on reels pressing three buttons. By the same three guys. Yeah, and it's and just it looks beautiful, but it's a shit game. Yeah. Um so we're very glad um that we, we didn't get that on a download because we want to go back and trade that in I now and the, get something mm-hmm. decent, cod. Yeah. Or battlefield um, uh, or something. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's the thing: is people still want to be able to go and get the physical games. FIFA's great, the download was great, but we haven't got anything to show for it. We've got this little uh, gaming rack, and we like to put the games on it and stuff. So, some stat- people want
5: still want that kind of tangible product.
9: Yeah, do you think so? Yeah, like, and and I think with the consumers, uh, one of the stats we always use. So, um, my jobs at game, you know, I was the the commercial director for Game Australia, but also in charge of. Pre-owned globally for Game. I was the general manager of pre so I did uh, Pre-owned for Game, Game Station, uh, the UK, Europe, and Australia. Mm-hmm. So one of one of the stats we saw um, was um, someone who purchased games from Game and didn't trade in bought two point nine new games every year on average. Uh, a, a customer who traded in at Game bought six point four. New games every year, so it was over double the amount mm. of games. What well, the simple reason is, they can afford more because they're trading in. Yeah, games are expensive. Um, you know, so those kind of stats is the sort of things we're, we're looking at is actually trading is good for the industry, very good for the industry, stimulating as, new release purchases. Yeah, as long as people are investing it back into places like you know Game uh, Granger, um, whoever it may be, H and Amazon, Green Man, you know, all these retailers because. What they're doing is they're investing back into the industry. It's people like Music Magpie or eBay, eBay which um, aren't putting anything back into the industry. They're happy to take your money or, you know, sell things um, through there, but there's no investment back in the industry.
8: There's about 320-odd thousand games listed on eBay right now for sale. That is money that is going to leave the industry. It's people and uh, selling their games, getting the cash, and spending it on anything. Mm. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of games. Three hundred and twenty thousand at the moment. So if you multiplied that roughly by fifty-two, you'd eighteen billion odd
5: yeah.
8: games a year being sold through eBay. That's money leaving the industry. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. It seems like physical products trading is a much bigger thing for console gaming than PC gaming. Since mm-hmm. the advent of Steam, like Steam reported the other day, they had seven million concurrent users at one point last week. Um, you very rarely see PC games in stores really, taking up a lot of shop space, mm-hmm. um, It's because Steam makes it so easy to download games and also really good price points on Steam. Do you think if Sony or something was able to reduce the pricing of digital games, you'd see a bigger uptake? Yeah, definitely. Do you think that's something we're going to see?
8: Definitely. I think there's, there comes a point, oh, if you've downloaded something, so for instance, music is probably a prime example. I've downloaded music album 6.99 yesterday. I think it was LaRue. Downloaded. I don't expect to get a resale value on that. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Danny LaRue, right? <laughs> Danny LaRue, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect to, to, to get a resale value on that, but if I'm spending 40 or £50 on something, I would like to think that I could sell
7: it in the future
8: for £20, £30. Pounds.
7: It seems we've got two ways, two, two ways that, that everything seems to be heading. We've either got this buy a cheap digital download, or we've got pay a monthly fee and have all you can eat so you know with, with, with movies I guess we've got the iTunes route where you either rent or you buy a film mm. or you subscribe to Netflix and watch all the films you want to do now Sony this week of course announced that the, the Gaikai technology is going to roll out to the PS3 and the Vita at some point so that's that, I guess we've got two routes that gamers can go there again so I mean do you guys think that the whole Gaikai the whole kind of playing games from the cloud not actually having to download anything do you think that's going to gain any traction in the next couple of years? It's obviously we had that on live about a couple of years ago. A couple of years, and years kind of, which, yeah. Which died a death, really.
9: I think it depends on technology. I mean, I was surprised I don't know about you guys. We, we, we plugged the Xbox One in at your house, and you've got bloody good broadband. Super quick, yes. Virgin How Media. How long did it yeah. take us to play FIFA and Forza? I mean, it, it just seemed forever. Was it, was it just mm. us? Or? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think just to be able to download some of that content, and still having to put the disc in as well. Yeah, storage space, uh, isn't it? As well, 50 yeah, gigs. Too, like yeah. some of
5: these gigs are, games are like 50 gig. You're going to eat through that space in no time.
9: Um, uh, and you know, I think people will choose. I think if it's a lot cheaper, I think mm. I think it's different. But I still like to see the the, the the physical product.
7: Well, here's the thing. I mean, when I was growing up, I used to love going around to a friend's house and flicking through their album collection yeah. and looking at their books on the shelf. And then a bit later on, starting to look at the games that they were accruing as well for their, for their consoles. But there all this, you know, it's, it's died off a bit now. You go to somebody's house and it's sterile. They don't have a big collection of even CDs anymore that you can flick through. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, if they've got a Kindle, there's no real books you can look through. How do you gauge a person's personality without being able to see any of that stuff? You've got to look through their internet history.
9: Yeah.
7: <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> no. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! You dead to And then run. Hey, look! You've cleared all your history. Isn't that funny. Yeah, I was this I, I was buying a gift for the wife. That's, a, that's how. Chrome, that's how. I think that's how Chrome used to sell it. If you're buying a gift for a love, private one, browsing. Yeah, private
5: browsing. They were never. You know. can download a mod so private browsing in Safari on a Mac. You can turn it to basically just say porn mode. <laughs> Which, yeah.
7: Um, gone back to porn again sorry it's It's, it's, it's sexually charged that's why this room isn't it you you can tell so what next for the site how is it going to grow and
5: expand the interesting thing um, so we've started to look at
8: who's coming onto the site and and what people are looking at and the interesting thing is three weeks ago the most popular view product on the website was Killzone Mm. followed by Knack which is interesting because the games weren't even out Yeah. Mm. so people um, were looking at products and trying to get a resale value in their head before they'd actually got it so it's, it must have been pre-ordered customers so you get the, the PS4 with Killzone, Yeah. and they're already thinking I'm going to trade that in or what's it worth get something uh, traded in get something better
9: um perhaps a battlefield three or a ghost but... and i think that's the thing and the difference on pricing i mean funnily enough um i was trading detective.com this morning on rise because it's shit and i want to trade it in. so but just having a look at the, the difference in price you know you've got one retailer on the high street offering me 38 quid for it uh, and you have got another one out there offering 28 pound 50 you know and these mm. often these retailers are sat next to each other mm. You know, it is about shopping around. I mean, especially, it's even worse when you go through hardware, you know. There's some retailer out there, even a Wii U, uh, you know, 142 quid. Someone else is offering four, four? four. four what? pounds. Four? Four pounds? Yes. I, 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 you know, you can go on the site and check these, but if you have a look at the difference on what your hardware's
7: worth... I know someone know. Someone was offering uh, to take a Kinect off your hands for 30p. Yeah.
9: I mean, and this yeah. is the fact. Worth travelling into
6: town. No. <laughs> you know,
9: Granger at the moment, £142.50 for your Wii U. Asda, which I don't think a lot of people realise they do trade-ins, no. including Asda, at no, that, that price is in you £4. Four quid?
5: That's yeah. ridiculous. So you find more and more places getting ins trade-in? Are you saying like Asda? I've never heard of that before. Yeah,
8: Asda, Asda do trade-ins, so they've got 280-odd stores that yeah. do trade-in centres, specific counters to go and do trade-ins um blockbusters
5: were massively into it V are going back into it in a massive yeah, way seems to be getting bigger every time i go into yeah. V. so it's trading like really valuable to these retailers like it's it's massive it's
8: i mean game made no secret that it was the most profitable part of their business yeah. without a doubt they would have gone into administration years before yeah. had it if it wasn't for pre-owned mm. it was the major major profit center and when Matt was running it, you
9: had a team of how many people? I had nine people running in pre-owned just in just in the in the UK in the head that office, was a massive part um, uh, of the business. It, it, as you said, so, so profitable, not just on the pre-owned side, but the, the, as we went through the numbers, the people that traded in and stimulated because majority of people trade in for, for new games. Mm. Uh, so at the moment, we we track around sixteen different retailers that um, for
8: the trading uh, cash prices, and there's new entries into the market every single day so you've got zapper we buy games we buy dvds we buy books Um, amazon trading games as well Mm. along with books and music cds um it is a major major market 800 million pounds a year in the uk so
7: everyone wants a little slice of that what's the what's the glut of games out there what's the what's the game that there seems to be more second hand copies or more more the, the, than the, else? the
9: biggest um, the, the one that i used to wake up on a night screaming about every year was fifa yeah. i mean it just is just Annualized simply games, because... Yeah. yeah you know as soon as next year's come out you buy next year's players have moved around and everything yeah. so every year you just end up with fifa and, and i think the the scary thing is with fifa one of our uh, one of our facts is Everyone trades in FIFA on the launch of the new one. Of course. And that's when you get the worst price you're ever going to get. You know, we would yeah. often be down at a pound because you've just got no um, retail uh, value to it again. You know, I think it was 90% of people that trade in FIFA trade it in on launch. Even if you'd have traded it in a month earlier or, you know, uh, six weeks earlier, you could have got 10, 15 quid for that. Do so people that still buy those last year games after
7: the launch yeah,
9: of this year? There's, there's still a market. There is yeah. still a market, but you're just inundated absolutely swamped mm. with the stock so you've got to go very very cheap hence why the price is so uh, cheap on the games i mean um but it does stimulate fifa you know from a you know if you speak to ea it wouldn't be un- unusual on the launch of fifa for 70 percent of people who buy it use their old game as currency 70 percent that's amazing um in a, in a specialist retailer yeah. because they just want next year. And that's... It'll be interesting to see what happens now because there's so many... You know, we've got the download version of our Xbox One. Will that hinder the sales of the next FIFA? Mm. Because not everyone will be able to afford it on launch. So, so is that is that, that the
5: single biggest determinant in setting the prices? Like, how many copies of the game have been traded? In or are there other kind of unknown variables
9: it, at work? I, I mean, so there is... I mean, obviously, sequels are the easiest ones to gauge. I, I think the one that I saw... Um, as a retailer that came in very very quickly was the original uh, Assassin's Creed. Mm. Fantastic game I think we all you know loved it sort of E3 and everything superb we, we all got on the haystacks and jumped you know jumped on the haystacks and stuff. Problem was you could finish it in a day and it had no online play. You know within 24 hours we had thousands of them thousands of them traded back in because it just had no last ability so it's no rise is it to be fair well it's no rise no it's, um, but uh, no no thank god um, but uh, so games like that you will get you know at the end of the day you only trade in games you've finished with and that's you know so when you but that's where you get such a variation you know if you go on the website what you'll see is some people are giving you forty quid for a game and some people are giving you eight it's just because they might have a lot of stock of that game they might have been doing a promotion on it there might be you know there's some great deals out there at the moment you know the Black Friday stuff I think sure. we picked up GTA for 29, 29, $29 yeah twenty nine ninety nine yeah free packaging the other day so um, so yeah there's a, there's some but it's a real variation it will go by retailer. You actually, if you go on the website and, and look, there's no retailer that actually wins, is there? No. Um, That's I, interesting. There's no one that comes over you, better You don't overall. look and say, I'm going to go and shop with those guys. Mm-hmm. It, you have to look at it title by title. The
7: best thing to do
8: is that every single retailer will price match as well. So all you have to do is go, into, go on the website, put in your game, look at the, the highest price, then go into a game or a CEX or wherever you want to go and tell them. Um, CEX are giving me £38 for it and they'll price match will actually beat it by a pound every single retailer wants your business so they will as long as you do the research and you tell the store manager they will beat that price they don't want to lose
7: your custom there you go that's interesting that's three tips of the day so far so with Christmas (laughs) on the horizon all the games you get for Christmas that you don't want rise rise rise, rise. it's got right kicking oh, Nack, though, yeah. what well, was... well, i Nack. would if i was you dan i'd sell rise and knack now for before, <laughs> before the rush before the value goes yep, down yeah quick That's... get in there trading early <laughs> one last plug for the
8: website uh yep use tradingdetectives.com. um guaranteed to save your money get you the best deals um all year round fantastic
2: yeah
7: guys thanks for joining us cool. thank you thank you
0: that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, well, uh, I will be back next week. Chris, you'll be in Thailand.
2: Yeah, farewell everyone. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Yes, um, uh,
0: Kes, you'll be back for your last ever podcast I will, ever, ever, ever. Final podcast. And Luke, uh, well, you're here until the
1: end of time. I am. I'm Ooh. here until Christmas Eve. It's going to be fun. So uh, are you genuinely the- here on Christmas Eve by yeah, yourself? Yeah, I'm working on Christmas Eve. Uh, there's some of the sales team in. Oh. Yeah. Which is going to be? What are we're you gonna not, do? Well, we're not going to be drinking from midday. Let me tell you that. No, you won't. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> says says
0: the webcam that I'm. Oh, I'm going to put a GoPro on your face. Yeah, and we'll watch everything that you do. I'll be exciting when I need those bathroom breaks. Good So, uh, so until next week, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.